a horrific accident leaves a young lady terribly disfigured. An experimental medical procedure gives her back her life. But at what cost? On this episode of Shriek Previews! To shrink previews. Hey, Dan. Hey, Brad. So, rabid. No, I just got some some milk uh, milk mustache. Oh, you meant the movies. Yes, I meant the oh, movies. Sorry. Right. <laughs> hey, so, what do you think of it? Well, the original version you're talking about 1977. Yeah, directed by David Cronenberg of The Fly. Oh, oh, I see that. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. You know. Canadian. Oh. From the people that brought us SCTV and the Canadian Tuxedo. Uh-huh. And and um, Justin Bieber. He's Canadian. That's he right. He is, yeah. That's... Uh, let's tell you what. Let's let's look at the bright side of Canada. Mm-hmm. Mike Myers. Hey! He's a comedian. Okay. He's, he was Canadian, too. Yeah. So And hockey brought us... And that. hockey. Hockey. All right. Canucks. Yeah. Isn't that what they call them? I... Think the Canucks. That, I, well, that's a, a hockey team. It's a hockey team. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's not the only Canadian hockey team. No, but I thought There's... those were the like the most. I'm not a hockey guy, so I. Oh. but I I know I hear them a lot. So oh no, probably I can refer. The main uh, Canadian hockey team is probably the Montreal Canadiens. Oh, okay. Yeah, or, or Never as, heard of as they call them, les habitants. Oh, they're they're one of the original six. Okay, so. The original six hockey teams in the NHL were Montreal, the Boston Bruins, the Chicago Blackhawks, the Detroit Red Wings, uh, the New York Rangers, and I'm forgetting one more, Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, I've heard of them. Yes. Are, are the Toronto, the, the, the Red Wings, are they the ones with a little tire and a wing yes, coming out yes. of it? Yes, Okay. They're, they're in Michigan. That's Detroit. We don't talk about them. Okay. So, Sounds a word. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> getting back to the purpose of our podcast, which is horror movies and the movie Rabbit, you know, I don't know. I didn't care much for the movie. I, I liked the idea behind it. Oh, and spoiler alert, we will be spoiling these movies for you. That's, yeah, that's it. She gets in the, the accident mm-hmm. and is quote-unquote horrifically disfigured, but it doesn't really show us much or anything like that. She gets this experimental procedure, and now she's she's having these dreams, or she thinks they're dreams, but in reality she's going and she's like stalking people and drinking their blood with her, something underneath her arm. Yeah, like coming out of her arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was... And the doctor looks at it, and yeah, it definitely looks like an anus or something like that. Mm. You know, I thought the acting was subpar. Yeah, me and too. the the cinematography was just it was seventies. Yeah, it was it a was typical seventies, typical seventies yeah. cinematography. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. So, mm. I mean, it wasn't a terrible movie. It was just wasn't just wasn't a particularly good movie. It was, um, yeah, something that I wouldn't care to watch again. I do appreciate it that it was David Cronenberg, who was a he's a, a big horror director. Mm-hmm. He did The Fly. He did uh, Dead Ringers. No, wait, I think yes, he did Dead Ringers. 
And um, I appreciate that it was Marilyn Chambers who was a pornographic actress turned into a regular. She was trying to break into the mainstream by having a penis come out of her armpit. Yeah, and and <laughs> and it, they. It, the funny thing is that in the movie, there's a part where she's walking down the street and she walks into like a porn movie house. Uh-huh. And I didn't understand it at first. Then, then I realized I think they're cashing in on her fame as a a porno actress. You know, or they're trying to reference this in some bizarre sort of way. Right. And then she was like, I I like to watch movies, but uh, men always uh, always bother me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like back in the 70s, was that a, was that a thing? Like, hey, I'm a single guy. I'm going to go to the movies by myself and see if I can pick up a lady. Well, I think <laughs> it was because if you look back, you know, you look at the 70s style and the open shirts and you, you remember um, Steve Martin and Dan Aykroyd yeah, with the, the Wild, wild and crazy, crazy Guys. guys. <laughs> you know, that, that I think this was a thing, you know, and um, I guess we've uh, we've improved as men. Maybe not. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe, Maybe we need to revert back to that. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I, the acting was okay, but just okay. I really like Dr. Kelloid. He was the uh, doctor at the beginning that helps her out. He was a little creepy, but it turns out he's just trying to help her. Mm-hmm. I liked uh, the character of Judy, who's the one that ended up in the freezer all like yeah, twisted yeah. in a pretzel or whatever. And the thing is that I remember as a kid that movie poster with that girl in the freezer... And it was also so um, so fascinating because it's a horror movie poster to begin with are fascinating, and seeing this girl just lying there, I thought, like, and it said in the title "Rabbit." I'm like, holy crap, this looks like a good movie, but it turns out she's just like a bit player in the movie. She, right? She yeah. Gets killed and then she like she's thrown into the freezer like so much produce. And then um, that cre- that creepy drunk farmer that finds her in the barn. Yes, yes. When she was trying to, I guess she was trying to feed on the cows or something. And he's like, oh, I know you like me. I can tell. I, I love that. I love that. That's when I knew that this this movie's really had some cheesy acting <laughs> in it. And uh, I also like the guy. Uh, I think it was the same guy that goes into, was it the farmer that goes into that, that barbecue shack? And yeah. he says one of my favorite lines in this movie is like, Half a barbecue chicken to go. <laughs> Loved it. Anyway, I thought it was just a great line. And then the other guy's like, hey, I think that's my order, man. And then I saw that same actor as another, the, the guy who said, hey, that's my order, whatever. I saw him as a different character in the background in a different scene. <laughs> he, he played like a, a medic or something. I just saw him walk cr- across. I'm like, wait, is that? And I rewound him like, that that's the same guy. It's the same guy. Anyway, um, I thought the direction was okay, decent, not great. You know, typical seventies, as we said. Thought the story established quickly. It had a decent pace. It was okay. Never really explained the origin of this thing that happened to her. I don't understand. And Brent, why does a plastic surgery clinic have an ambulance? I didn't get that. Remember at the beginning? Yeah. They jump. It's a clinic. And they jump into the, they're like, come on, let's go. They're on the way to the crash accident, the scene right. of the crash, or the motorcycle crash, and they jump into this ambulance. And I'm like, why do they need an ambulance yeah. for plastic surgery? This is weird. And I love the fact that that guy with the, the, all the bandage around his head kept popping up. Uh-huh. Yeah. I thought that was a nice touch of comedy, I think. But, um, and he would just like give a look and then you wouldn't see him, <laughs> you know? It was okay. It, I mean, I, I, you know, the, I like that whole scene where um, she 
she bites that male nurse, the one that looks like Casey Kasem. Yes. And then later on, he's like he's in the like, car. Argh. He's like in the car, and it causes that car accident. I thought the car accident scene was pretty good. Yeah, the car accident that goes off the bridge and yes. down by the for, the truck for the budget they had and 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 uh, and the time. It was it was well done. Right. That's the only thing that, <laughs> that I remember about. All right, that. guys, that car crash scene was just a third of our entire budget. <laughs> A couple notable uh, stars, of course, Marilyn Chamber also stars Joel Silver as Murray Cipher. He was a business partner to the mm-hmm. to the Dr. Kelloid. Right. He is a character actor that used to play um, Mr. Hooper's brother in Sesame Street. I did not know that. Yeah. Little uh, Dan fun fact. Wow. There you go. Dan fun facts. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that tone. <laughs> you know, you say the the pacing was okay. I thought the pacing was really slow. Mm. It just didn't seem like anything was happening. And then when something did happen, when she attacked someone, oh, can you help me? Can you, you know, it, it just, it was, I don't know. It just set, seemed like a lot of just the same. She escapes from somewhere. She finds a victim. She takes care of him. Takes care. She she feeds on him. She runs and hides for a little while, and then she goes out and finds somebody else and feeds on. You know, again, I I thought the movie was was unremarkable. I give it points for a unique premise, a unique story. Mm. It wasn't just the same slasher film we see all. You know, we've always yeah. seen. It wasn't your typical horror. Crap! It was. It was. It had an interesting concept, right? And since she's kind of acting like a vampire, kind of, it's kind of an unusual take on the vampire thing. Mm-hmm. And then the the whole connection to rabies and such, mm-hmm. you know. And suddenly there's a big outbreak of of this virus that they have to contain, mm-hmm. quarantine, and keep everyone. We we don't know anything about that in modern days, <laughs> but. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I think it suffers from time. It's dated. Yes. It's kind of crusty. It's 70s grainy pacing. I mean, the, the pacing for me was better than I expected, I should say. Better than I expected. Mm, it was not a bad movie. Like I said, the concept was there. Get five skulls. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I was... It kept me, inter- it kept me not entertained. It kept me amused. Amused for a okay, little while, yeah. at least. It kept me curious. Curious, yes, I would say that. It kept me so, curious. I was intrigued by the idea of this this girl, you know, with this affliction, you know. So it, and and the whole thing, and they didn't really say she was a vampire, but there was something, you know, that she needed to feed on, feed on blood. And, and I didn't want to call her a zombie. No, she's yeah, so, definitely not a shambling zombie. So no. yeah, kind of part par- part vampire, part succubus. Parasite. Parasite, yeah. yeah. It reminds me of the 1950s horror movie called The Leech Woman. Have you ever seen it? I did not see that, no. This girl that, uh, I think she goes to Africa with her husband. She has some affliction. They have to do some kind of thing to her. And then uh, she has to consume men to survive. Ah. But that's what it reminded me of. Are you sure that wasn't Cloris Leechman? Oh, waka waka waka! Uh, <laughs> terrible. Yeah. So you gave it five skulls. I, I think I would give it four and a half skulls. Mm-hmm. Just below that average mark. It wasn't a good movie. It just wasn't a horrible movie. Yeah. So I did like the ending. It, it I felt for her 
when she's just lying in a, in a, in a, in the trash and they pick her up and they throw her in a dumpster, like so much garbage. Yeah. You I, know, that I, it was... left me feeling bad for her because she bit, wasn't yeah. terrible. She was just afflicted, but right. uh, it was an interesting scene. I thought it was an interesting way to end it. Yeah, I, I thought mm. it was very interesting. I just thought there was so much more they could have done with that whole premise, and they didn't. Yeah. So that's uh, that's why I gave it four and a half. So now fast forward 2019 years. 42? 42 years. 42 years. To 2019 with the remake of Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Directed by Jen and Sylvia Suska. Yes. Who actually Suska. appear in the movie. Uh-huh. The Suska sisters. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, what'd you think? I liked this one much better. Me too. Still not a, a fantastic movie, but first of all, there's a little more pizzazz. It, it takes place in the world of fashion. Mm, yes. And which is an unusual, like an artsy artsy environment and cultural climate to put it in. Mm-hmm. I thought it was very interesting that the our main, well, she's not the protagonist, the, the main character who becomes afflicted with this, she's a, a vegetarian or maybe even vegan, whatever, mm-hmm. so she doesn't eat meat. So yeah. to do this to her is even worse. It's even, yes. And I loved, you know, when they showed her right after the accident and we saw how truly disfigured she was. I thought that makeup job was fantastic. Phenomenal. I loved it. I loved it. And she was very pretty. And to see her was kind of like that was tragic. Mm -hmm. In fact, the whole, the character's name is Rose in both movies. And the whole thing on, in this one, I, I felt a lot more for her because she was like a tragic character. She's kind of an outcast, you know. She, she, you, you kind of felt bad for her. She was more, right. more. She was more relatable and connect. You could connect with her better than. Yes, exactly. Whereas Rosen, the original, was just just some girl on a motorcycle, yeah. and she happens to be, you know, like in an accident, and you know, and uh, but in this one, she she had a little more dimension to her. Yes, a little more depth. And then you know the Doctor Kelloid in this one. And and overall, all the doctors in this one seemed a lot more sinister for me than in the original. Right. Yeah. Doctor Kelloid, he like uh, lets her see herself in the mirror, and you know he was kind of like I thought he looked like a like a wino bum. I, <laughs> I mistook him for Willem Dafoe. Uh, it's actually played by Stephen McCaddy, who I've seen in other movies, and uh, I thought he did a good job as Doctor Kelloid. Uh huh. But um, I did see that the doctors were a little more calculating. There's a little more touch, a tone of sinister throughout the whole movie. Right. Well, they gave one. her that special stuff to drink, which yeah. obviously they knew was blood. And it even said on it, it said R3D, but it, you could tell it was, you know, red. Yeah. And it was a red canister. I know. I know. Um, and, um, and, and uh, you know, it was just a much better, well-explained, much well-constructed and put-together film. Than the first one. Yes. Better I, directing. I liked how, you know, it, it showed her suddenly getting the craving for meat and she's like licking the yes. raw steak and I stuff like that. I love that part where she's eating the raw steak out of the, the plastic cellophane. Yes. You know? And I noticed, I, I was going to mention this. It, remember in the surgery room, they're wearing red gowns? Yeah. Okay. Well, I think this is in like an homage to David Cronenberg because he used those red gowns in a surgery room in uh, one of his movies called Dead Ringers. Okay. Where the doctor is a gynecologist. Okay. Uh, played by Jeremy Irons. 
Ah, okay. Yes. Yeah, so correct. I think that's what that I think that was what they were intending to to go. And and, and it also fits in because she's a vampire, and they're right. Like, and know, it it also I mean it also lends a bit to the sinisterness of those doctors. I when I saw those mm-hmm. red gowns that they were wearing, I, I thought to myself, it, devil you know, worshippers. Yeah, yeah. Is, is this a cult or or a, a medical mm-hmm. facility? Yeah, absolutely. I thought it was great. Uh, yes, much better movie. And then at the end, you know, it wasn't just her being left, you know, for dead in, in the in the garbage or whatever. Uh-huh. You know, the doctor traps her and the, that guy into that room with his wife. That, wall hanging wife. Yeah, with the <laughs> cancer and everything like that, yeah. which I thought looked really cool. I thought so, too. So then they kill the boyfriend and Rose kills the... The cancer witch wall hanging whatever. Well, first she slices off her 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 extra appendage, her blood penis, her blood penis. Yeah, and she goes and she stabs the doctor's wife. He's like, "Don't, no, leave her alone," you know. (laughs) And then she tries to kill herself, Mm. but then she wakes up, and she's alone. Well, she's not alone. She's still got the dead cancer woman on the wall Mm. there. But, you know, and the doctor comes in sinister and he's like, I forget what he said, but he said something like, uh, you're the, the mother of the new race or something mm. like that. Or I forget what he said, but, you know, it was very sinister. And now instead of her being a, you know, okay, she's dead. Now she's she's a prisoner and she's apparently immortal. She can't die. And it's it just it's it's extremely tragic because she yeah. tried to do the right thing, and she was a good girl. Yeah, she was. You really felt for her. Yeah, and uh, th- this ending reminded me a little bit of uh, the ending in the new Suspiria with a witch, and she yeah. becomes a witch. She becomes a mother witch. Right. Whatever. Yeah. Kind of reminded me of that. Yeah. Overall, good film. I gave it a seven skulls. Okay. Yeah, I gave it seven as well. It was like I said, I really enjoyed the the cinematography, the fact that it was mm. in this fashion world, and we got to see the the bizarre fashion and stuff like yes. that, and yes. that whole thing. The the, the Schadenfreude. This is my oh, Schadenfreude. I know I, I, the typical uh, European, you know, snooty, uh, arty uh-huh. guy, artsy guy, uh, right? Gunter. Yes, Gunter. Gunter played by Mackenzie Gray. Yeah, uh, good. Yeah, pr- very good, decent acting. Uh, good, great direction. Mm-hmm. Um, my hats off to the sisters. Loved it. I loved the vampire angle. Yeah, because it at least it gave you a little more of an explanation. Now I know I've said before. Sometimes in horror movies, it's great to leave stuff unexplained, but it it was kind of nice to know this is where it came from. Yeah, this like a definitely explained angle. it a bit more, yes. and it also made it seem like the doctors did it on purpose. Now it also. Explained a little more the like the rabies outbreak, although it, it expanded on that more, but it still didn't. That's the one one of the flaws of the movie is I don't see she's kind of a vampire, and how is she transmitting rabies? I don't either. I don't. I didn't understand really all that, but um, I did like that it was spreading because. She makes love to that one guy who's an actor, uh-huh. and then he's on the set, and he's affected, and then right. he eats that guy. Right, yeah, he, you he eats know? that guy, which I thought that was a great scene. Great he gets scene. really angry. And, and, and then the director is like, just roll with it. Keep just shooting. roll with it, right, and He's yeah. like sitting there watching all this happen, <laughs> and everybody's terrified. And then I loved, uh, again, uh, hats off to the, the Suska sisters of the direction. Yes. When we see how the 
rabies is spreading. Like it shows them uh, share a drink and then the one person goes to a bar and everything like that. And it, it does like a quick freeze frame every yeah. time it jumps to somebody else. I thought that was really an excellent cinematic choice, directorial choice that they made. Kind of reminded me of Contagion where you see the, the spreading of the, mm. remember the movie they show you how everything gets spread at the end. Yeah. My hat's off to the, the Suska sisters. I can't wait to see more of them, more yeah. work from them. I would love to you see know. what what movie would you love to see now that we've seen them remake Rabbit. Think of another old horror movie and what would you like to see them remake? Mm. I always well, I would like to see them remake Children Shouldn't Play with Dead Things. Zombie okay. movie. Okay. I'd like to them to see to redo something like that. I'd like to see old 70s movies with a fresh feel that you know a fresh look to them yeah or even eaten alive 1976 directed by toby hooper was his second um his second movie after his their his first movie after texas chainsaw okay mm. eaten alive was based on a um true story about a guy named joe ball who used to feed patrons to his pet crocodiles like you do like you tend to do yeah and so i think that would be a neat idea to to have them do that. Okay. Yeah. I would like to see them re- talk about Toby Hooper. I'd like to see the Suska sisters redo Funhouse. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. The, with how they, you know, I would love to see like, seeing what they did with the world of fashion stuff, seeing what kind of like cool clowns and carnival folk and stuff like that, that they would come up with mm-hmm. and uh, what they would, how they would make the, the, the creature uh, look, yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, the creature left a lot to be desired in the original Funhouse. I right. thought. I mean, it, it was looked an, like it, a guy with a mask. Right, exactly. So, yeah. seeing what the Suska sisters could do can do with practical makeup effects and just the uh, how they visualize things and give add character and flair to things, I think uh, seeing them redo Funhouse would be would be fantastic. Absolutely, yeah. I so. really like their direction. I really like the. I'm gonna. This has inspired me to look more into their work and see mm-hmm. what other movies they've they've done. But I did enjoy this. This fresh take on on an old movie that people, for the most part, have forgotten. Yeah, absolutely. Because I can't even call it a classic. It's not a classic. No. In fact... Because I remember the movie poster, but I've never had seen the movie. I've I've seen little bits and pieces of it, but, you know, not enough to really say whether or not it's worth watching. Well, I saw the trailer for the 2019 one this year in 2021. I never even knew it existed before. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a new, new movie. And then it turns out, you know, it just because it came to Redbox, but apparently it came out two years ago, whatever. But I didn't even know it was a remake until you told me. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you know that I think, uh, you know, there's two versions of Rabbit that our, our listeners should check out. Yep. But if you're only going to check one out, I would definitely recommend the 2019 one. I second that. Yep. Now, listeners, we want to hear from you. Feel free to email us at shriekpreviews at gmail.com. You can find all of our episodes at shriekpreviews.buzzsprout.com. And follow us on Instagram, which is shriekpreviews. We would love to hear from you if you have issues with any of our reviews or there's a movie you'd like to hear us review please let us know we would love to to lavish our love upon you any final words dan nope all right we'll see you next time guys thanks so much
That's all, folks. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.